1: See you in Pittsburgh. Can't wait. Patrick. Enzo. So Eric Decker holds it in. The Jets win in
2: overtime. And the New York Giants, given last rights by many in December, are the Super Bowl champs in February. This is NFL Friday. Going long on all news, reaction, and game picks for the Giants, Jets, and across the NFL on WFUV Sports. Welcome into NFL Friday, of course, the official NFL podcast at WFUV Sports. Just past four o'clock here on the East Coast, Friday, December 15th. I'm Bridge Gotham, joined alongside, of course, Evan Harkin and Maddie Bamonte. And guys, It's final season here at Fordham, of course, you know, we've been in the thick of it, but when it comes to the NFL, you know, we're getting down the stretch and these games are starting to matter a lot. Giants and Jets getting some pretty big wins last week. We'll talk about what those mean uh, with draft picks and also, hey, are they going to make a playoff push? And this is a really fun week with college football's regular season is wrapped up. So we do get some Saturday football, uh, Saturday NFL football this weekend, which will be a lot of fun. Uh, Just
0: how you guys doing? Yeah, I'm doing great. Like you said, Bridge, super good time for football right now, specifically New York football, because uh, the Giants and Jets actually both got a win this week. That might be the first time this season. It definitely hasn't happened a lot. Nope. And uh, Tommy DeVito and Zach Wilson, the NFC, AFC Players of the Week. So some, some good stuff for New York football uh-huh. this week.
1: And it's a bright spot. You never really get that that often. And, you know, it's a big win for Italian-Americans <laughs> <laughs> in New York right now, getting all the hype. Um, so it's great to see, and it's been really great football that we've seen over the past couple weeks. Yeah, it's,
2: it's been awesome. You know, I've been following the Giants. Of course, Evan, you've been at the past couple of Jet games. Yes. And, you know, one game that I did go to earlier this season was the Giants-Jets game, and Tommy DeVito made his debut in that game, and I don't think he had positive passing yards in no. that game. He looked awful. And, and Zach Wilson played an awful game up until the last 24 seconds. So to think <laughs> after watching that game that these two guys could get Offensive Player of the Week in each of their respective conferences at all and in the same week is it's pretty much unfathomable. Um but we're going to actually start with uh, the West Coast. We're going to basically go all the way out to uh, Las Vegas and uh, I was going to say San Diego, and L.A. The Chargers played the Raiders last night in what was the blowout that I think no one expected. Raiders were three-point favorites, which basically just meant it was an even game. Right there, the home team, they had just lost 3 nothing to the Minnesota Vikings four days prior. This was the Thursday night football game last night, and they won 63-21. to and they could have put up a lot more than 63. They were they had 63 points with about 14 minutes left in the fourth <laughs> quarter. So they could have gone... For, I kept thinking, can they please go for the record? The Dolphins were so close. I was like, come on, just get the record. The record's 73. Uh, the Bears, of course, in the 1940 NFL championship game. Uh, so would have been cool to see that. But nonetheless, they destroyed the Chargers so badly that they fired both their head coach and general manager, among other ple- uh, people on that staff. Of course, Justin Herbert out for the season with that injury. So guys... First reactions to this game and to the you know the dysfunctional franchise that is the uh, the Los Angeles
0: Chargers. That was insane. I could not believe my TV when I looked up and it was forty-two to nothing, and the Raiders had forty-two points with Aiden O'Connell as their starting quarterback. Like that just sums up this season so far. I think like there's so many scoregami's like this one. Yep. just things you wouldn't expect to see. Tommy DeVito and Zach Wilson. <laughs> I mean, we, we could just keep going with them. Mm -hmm. But it definitely goes to show, I mean, how poor this Chargers team was being coached. Like, you have all this talent. I I feel a little bad for the GM. Like you were saying, off-air bridge, they go go together, so you got to get rid of the GM. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you're getting rid of the head coach. But, man, is Brandon Staley a bad head coach. And it really showed when he didn't have those really good players that sometimes protect how poor his coaching could be sometimes.
1: Yeah, I know you you said played, and then then I was thinking in my head, that was barely playing. That was like a slaughter that (laughs) we watched. Um, But amazing for the Raiders, they had the most points in franchise history in that game, um, able to take that. And I was with Samantha Boer, um former WFV Course. alumni, and she was obviously over the moon over this game. Just <laughs> very excited and let me know about it like in detail. Um, but yeah, the Chargers just as a whole, like you mentioned, coaching just were completely lost in this game. There was it was like they had nothing going on and you gotta give credit to Aiden O'Connell who looked like a completely different quarterback in this game than we've seen in previous games with like four touchdowns and you no know, interceptions. Um so yeah, it, it just it seemed great for them to capitalize on just such flubs on the Chargers side and and you know, like I said, GM coach gotta go and it's it's sad, but hey, that was a absolutely abysmal game for them that really demanded some change.
2: Yeah, just a complete game from the Raiders, and I, I wasn't really watching it. Number one, I had you know I had a final today, so I was like, and I saw this matchup, I was like, all right, I'm more than happy to not watch yeah. this game, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> and you know, obviously, I'm checking the score, and all of a sudden, it's like 42 nothing at half, and I'm like, what am I missing here? And I'm looking <laughs> at the score, and I'm like, w- what exactly is happening? And then you know, I kind of tune in tune in at the end when I think, oh, maybe they can go for the scoring record and. They had the interception return, which was like one of the coolest plays I've ever seen where the, the guy just kind of grabs mm-hmm. it with one hand and takes it to the house. But, yeah, the, the charges were outclassed, and I saw the tweet that Adam Schefter put out um, when he reported that Staley was fired. He was like, you know, this is kind of what everyone expected when they lost to the Jaguars uh, in the playoffs last year. Remember when they – I think they were up 27 yeah. nothing. 27, yeah. And that, that game, I mean, still one of the craziest games ever. I was over in London, and that was the late game on the East Coast. So you imagine over there, it's 1 a.m., <laughs> and as soon as that score became a blowout, I was like, all right, no sense in staying up for this. And boy, was I shocked when I woke up, and I saw that the, the the Jaguars had come back, and I was like, oh my god, Like Brandon Staley's gone. Somehow still has a job, Yeah, goes through this season. This was clearly the last straw. Goodbye Brandon Staley, goodbye the Chargers that we know. Um, and hopefully Justin Herbert gets some, you know, yeah. good coach next year, some right? He's, he's a special player. You know, he deserves to have that around him. You know, the Raiders on the other hand, they improved to 6-8, and eight, right? And they have three games left. They go at the Chiefs, at the Colts, and host the Broncos. Ch- Chiefs haven't been great this season, but they're still the Chiefs. But, you know, the Raiders, if they went out, they could make the playoffs. So, you know, they're they're definitely fighting for something, Um you know, they, they've they've definitely proven to be a very interesting team. They've had some awful losses, but some some yeah. pretty good wins as well, right? You know, losing 3 nothing to the Vikings, pretty bad, but then you come and you put 63 on the Chargers, so it's any given Sunday or Thursday or Saturday, NFL is unpredictable, but that's kind of the story with the Raiders and Chargers, but I do want to move ahead and talk a little Giants, a little Jets before we kind of get into our picks for this week. We can start with the Jets just because I think we have more to say about the Giants just because that game is more frequent I mean Evan you were at this game so I you know I want you to
0: take me through it this Texans game I don't think anyone really expected the Jets to handle them the way they did definitely did not expect that I was sitting at that game, and it was only punts, actually, in the first half. There was no fumble. There was no interception. It was punt, 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 punt. West game. And I was like, wow, this is really awful to watch. You could see how good the Jets' defense really is, though. The Jets' offense was playing poor, but the Texans' offense wasn't. The Jets' defense is really just that good when it's on. But Mm -hmm. I don't know who they let out of the tunnel in the second half, but I swear that was not Zach Wilson. (laughs) Like, the plays he was making, I was like, who is the guy under that helmet? Mm -hmm. He was feeling pressure from behind his back, something Zach Wilson's terrible at, and getting out. Like Mahomes scrambling, throwing balls across the middle of the field. It looked like the Zach Wilson we saw at the pro day where he kind of earned himself made the number two him. pick. Yeah, 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 yeah. I swear he made that exact same throw yeah. to Garrett Wilson. And after the game, he really just talked about smart aggression, and Salah said the same thing. And that really, I think, is what Zach Wilson needs to. Obviously, he knows this, so it's not like you just go smart aggression and now Zach Wilson's good, but. You could really see him let loose, and he said, what are they going to do, bench me again? And maybe he should yeah. play with that mentality <laughs> a little bit more often.
1: I agree. I've had my fair share of Zach Wilson bashings on, on one-on-one and everything, and I went at it a couple weeks ago about it. And, and I agree. I did not understand what I saw in that <laughs> second half at all. He ju- he just looks so much more confident out there. And when your defense is so good, you obviously want him to finally step up and support it. And we were just waiting for that kind of moment. And this was, I think, his time to show, you know, after this... Um, whole benching scenario and everything that goes on there, that he is finally ready to try and compete in a more like heavy met mindset. mindset. I think his mindset was really off for a long time and and seeing like his second half touchdowns that he was able to get were really impressive. And I'm I'm liking the change that I'm seeing from him, especially when your defense is putting up such terrific things every single week.
2: Yeah, I think that's always the frustrating thing with the Jets is every time they're in a close game and you're like, oh man, the defense is killing it today and you're like, if our offense was only half competent, you know, we'd be winning this game. And now, you know, you see the Texans were a good team. Of course, they lost C.J. Stroud right in that game Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. that injury. Um, But the Texans, I think, were one of the biggest surprises of this season. I don't think anyone expected them to lose to the Jets. I know it's a road game. When I saw the spread, I think it was only a three-point spread in favor of Houston. And I was like, okay, what does Vegas know that we don't? Because I was like, I would bet that all the way because the Texans have looked great and the Jets haven't, but... What do you know? The Jets, they get the job done. And, you know, in the standings, they're not eliminated yet. They're up to 5-8. and eight. That's the same record as the New York football giants, who we'll get to in just a second. Definitely an uphill climb, and there still is this prospect. as Aaron Rodgers, is he going to come back? We don't know. Is it worth it? A lot of questions to be answered, but I will say it's great to have you kind of beat reporting for the Jets, Evan. I mean, I'm glad you're enjoying it. We were talking about off-air. You know, MetLife Stadium isn't exactly the... Uh... No. Yeah, no. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not perfect I mean it's tough like a stadium that hosts two teams I'm never really a fan of that because it can't have any character on its own I remember when they retired Eli Manning's number a couple years ago and that big number 10 showed up and uh, and they were like we're putting them up uh, for immortality I'm like that's gonna be a Jets player next week did they (laughs) switch it around I'm like you know you go to MSG and you have the Knicks and the Rangers stuff that's always up like that's Mm -hmm. really immortality when you get your number put up there this I mean it's a palette swap you go to the team store they turn everything around and Look, I get it. The you know big market, two teams. It makes sense to share a stadium, but the stadium itself is just—it's so frustrating when you see when it was built very recently, you know, uh, two thousand ten, excuse me, two thousand ten, two thousand eleven was when it you know came about, and then you look at the stadiums that were made since then. Mercedes Benz in Atlanta. I mean, yep. what a beautiful glass facade. U.S. Bank Stadium in Minnesota, same idea. And now you look at SoFi uh, out in L.A. Right? These are these kind of stadiums that first-class cities like New York should have. When you think Minnesota, no disrespect to them, they're not New York, yet they have one of the nicest stadiums. Same thing with Atlanta. But yet, and and, and I think L.A. is obviously a good comp for New York, big market, but it's just, it's tough. And then, the, you know, the turf, the most complaints about a field I think we've ever seen, and rightly so, you know, so many players have been injured on that field. Um, And then navigating your way to the stadium, whether you're driving or taking the train, is just not not ideal. I mean, I've done both and it's just it's like what's going on here? I mean, it's it's a mess and I think it reflects the the two teams that play
0: in that stadium. Um, but I'm glad that you kind of get to experience that, too. Yeah, and you're talking <laughs> about New York. It's not even in New York, which no. is one of my <laughs> least favorite things about it. Yeah, I know. It's yep. in the worst part of New Jersey possible. Yeah, it's, it's literally a swamp. the swamp <laughs> of New Jersey. And then there's this. stadium. Oh, they're like, where's the cheapest land to
2: build? Oh, <laughs> yeah, where there's we'll nothing. Right here. <laughs> we'll give them the worst turf. Yeah, it, I, I get it. But it, yeah, it's fresh. I mean, you know, they, they had that plan, I think, 10 years ago when New York was putting in a bid for the 2012 Olympics that ultimately went to London. You know Hudson Yards now, all that new area on the mm-hmm. far west side. Well, there used to be nothing there, and they were saying, oh, what if we build, if the if New York got the Olympics in 2012, they would have built mm-hmm. a big stadium there, yeah. and that could have been the Jet Stadium. They were calling it, I think, the West Side Stadium. That would be cool. Plans obviously fell yeah. through, but that would have been pretty cool to yeah. have it right there in the city. So that's neither here nor there, but it's just going there every week. I say it every time. I'm like, oh, yeah, man, like, <laughs> they, they, can, they, can they do a better job? Yeah. But I'll give them credit. Every seat's always full, yeah. 80,000 mm-hmm. people. So they know how to sell tickets. They know what they're doing. So credit where it's due. And I and look, I enjoy the games themselves. But getting in and out of there, oh my no. God. I yeah. mean, it's it's a pain. Especially, you got to switch trains. And yeah. so late yeah. at night, yeah. I was it's coming worse. home on the Monday night game. You have to take two trains to get back to Penn Station. Once you get off the train in caucus. like, because it's so late, mm-hmm. you have to catch a connecting train that's right. coming from the rest of New Jersey. And those are only once an hour yeah. after midnight. Oh, yeah. And so I was waiting there, me and I wasn't the only one. It was like a lot of people were yeah. waiting there for like a half hour, 40 minutes. And it's like... What the heck? Anyway, so that's my rant about going to Giants games. <laughs> but hey, I'll keep going. I'll be there every week if I can. Moving ahead, well, we're going to let's talk about the Giants here. Monday night's game was awesome, it was. and mm-hmm. it's the first game that going in, I was like, man, I don't know if I want to go purely because it's finals week. You saw how good the Packers were playing. They had just taken care of, I believe, the Lions on Thanksgiving, and then the Chiefs. You're just like, oh man, this this could be a bloodbath tonight. I got exams. Like, what am I doing? But as soon as I got there, I was so happy I'd gone. I was like, yes, like I love what I do. And it was probably the best Giants game I've ever been to. Back and forth, the team played well. Of course, the Tommy DeVito story's been awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his agent was there, and I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love, love yeah. that, and his family. And they had the big tailgate outside the stadium, which was really cool. So they're all in on that thing, which I think is is a great way. You know, yeah. I, mm-hmm. Everyone loves it. And to win the way they did, right? Saquon Barkley was about to seal the game for the Giants. He fumbles. And was like one of the most frustrating plays because his knee was down, but he hadn't been touched, and that's kind of the rule in the NFL where it's like if you're not down by contact, technically like you're not down yet. Um, And it was so weird because after he was pushed down and fumbled, you know, over the loudspeaker after a play is made, you hear the PA announcer go, "Saquon Barkley, right?" The PA announcer like does that, and the play keeps going because everybody in the stadium thought it was over. Like I'd never seen that before, and the whistle wasn't blown, and everyone was like, "Oh, what, what the heck's going on?" And and obviously they took it down. Packers scored, and then Tommy DeVito led the legacy drive to put him in the field goal range. And you know, I was sitting right behind the PR team for the Packers, uh, where they have me seated every week. I don't know if it's the same for you, Evan, but you're right behind basically the away teams, social media people and Mm -hmm. all those people. And so I saw the highest of highs when they scored that touchdown. (laughs) And I saw them as soon as that field goal went in for the Giants, they were gone within two seconds. They went. Yeah. They slammed their hands on yeah. the plate. They were gone. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And then I checked Twitter. I'm like, oh, yep, they posted the final score graphic, and they're out of there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So it's funny to kind of see that perspective of things. Yeah. And then after the game, um, DeVito, you know, had this big, you know, outfit on and everything, and he's all in on it. And, you know, Dable was asked a lot of questions about, you know, is this guy for real? Is the, you know, and it was like, look, it's been four games. And he's not trying to downplay what DeVito's doing, but he's like, you know, you know, give him time, yeah. right? Yeah. You know what I mean? And the other side of things is it's like, oh, you know, coach, are you thinking about the playoffs? And he's like, I'm, sh- I'm sure he is. But, of course, he gives you the coach speak of yeah, just yeah. focus on being 1-0 against New Orleans next week and yeah, all this mm-hmm. stuff. But you could tell, like, going in the locker room, like, the players, they're different sort of excitement. I mean, when you go from 2-8 and eight to 5-8, and eight, that obviously changes your season. Yeah. You know, the Patriots went from 2-8 and eight to, I think, what are they, 2-10 and 10 now or something. Like, you know, a team that was in their position has just gotten worse, better draft pick. The Giants have life, and you know. let me put it like this before I uh, get your two cents on this, just because it's all I've been thinking about. Giants have four games left, and they're one spot out of the final playoff spot. First game's against New Orleans, which is one of the teams that is actually ahead of them. So this is a game Mm -hmm. that
0: you really need to win. Can win that, too. Mm -hmm.
2: They are five-and-a-half-point underdogs. I think that's nonsense. Yeah, I don't know. I Uh, don't (laughs) think it's up there. I think the Giants can win that game. It won't be easy, but I think it's winnable then you go at the Eagles on Christmas and that's going to be a tough game because the Eagles right now are fighting for the number 1 seed and yeah. they're also like a much better team than the Giants. That's going to be the real test. If the Giants do beat the Saints though, like that game all of a sudden is yeah. going to really mean mm-hmm. a whole like lot because I think 4 weeks ago people were looking at that game like oh man, Christmas day, that's the game we got to watch. <laughs> all of a sudden it's like oh, this is yeah. really what I want to see, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? After that the Giants come back home and they host the Rams and then they host the Eagles. The game against the Rams, that's another game you really need to win. Yeah. I mean, you need to win every game, but this is a, another six and seven team compared to the five and eight Giants. Another team like the Saints, who are six and seven, you beat them. If you end up with the same record, you get that tiebreaker, right? That's important. And then they host the Eagles in that final week, which could be a win and in. If things go their way, it'll still likely be like Giants need to win and this team needs to lose and this team <laughs> needs to tie. But there, there could be a scenario in the last week where they, 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 you know, they need a win, and maybe Philadelphia has already clinched their spot, yeah. and maybe they mm-hmm. rest their starters. I don't know. All I'm saying is that anything's possible. If they do lose to the Saints, I, you know, it's over. Whatever. No, yeah, yeah. you got to beat the Saints. I think you can lose one to the Eagles. I think you can lose at the Eagles yeah. on Christmas, but you got to win every other game. So, do you guys think that's realistic?
0: I think to beat the Eagles, Jalen Hurts definitely can't play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think that. I also don't, I'm not positive we're being the Eagles backup quarterback, but I don't think there's, Jalen Hurts can't play. But let no. the path you laid out, I mean, they definitely can yeah. beat the Saints and the Rams. There's mm-hmm. no question about that. Yep. Like we said, could take one out of two from the Eagles. So there's a little path right there. But the whole Tommy DeVito thing, I really just love like, the swag this team is starting to play with a little bit. Oh, like love it. Daniel Jones might be the swagless mojo less <laughs> player ever in the NFL. And L- so was Eli like man. Manning. Eli Manning. Yeah, but, yeah, but, right. you know, yeah. but, but there were other players on Eli's teams to yeah. kinda bring the swag, Exactly. Up. Jeremy yeah. Shockeys, guys like that. So the Giants the cruise, really don't yeah. have a guy like that and now they kinda do with Tommy DeVito, you know. Yeah. He, he's not afraid to really put his chest out. And that's kind of the attitude the Giants were playing with last game, especially the young guys. Besides DeVito, I loved how Wondell Robinson and mm-hmm. Deontay Banks looked, oh. especially Deontay Banks. He looked like
2: he looks like the first-round
0: pick that he yeah, is. Yeah, he looks like awesome. the best corner in the draft yeah. last night. He's been playing pretty good all season, but mm-hmm. really shows you what he can do in man coverage. And Wandale Robinson showed you he could be a number one receiver. So it's nice to see these young building blocks coming into place for the Giants besides everything else, definitely.
1: Yeah, and originally, like when I was painting my picture that you you laid out, and I was I was a little uncertain about the Saints game, and then the Saints played the Panthers, and I was like, "What? Okay, wait a second. Like, <laughs> I think the Giants have potential here because Drew Derek Carr, like with only thirty-seven passing yards against the Panthers, oh was gosh. crazy to me mm. in terms of like I'm from Carolina. I know what the Panthers are capable <laughs> yeah. of, and it's absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. So to only put up thirty-seven passing yards was kind of, was not even kind of, really, really bad. Yeah. And out of the Giants, what we've seen out of, like you said, Wandale Robinson, who I was going to talk about, um, who I've just, I loved last game with his big receiving game. Um, I think the Giants have a lot of potential to take this game and, and to go forward. And I, I think, yeah, I agree. The Eagles game is kind of like, don't even, let's not even think about it at that yeah. point. Um, it's tough. But I think now with this potential win it, the door is really opened and yes you fall in the trap of the seven team like mm. round table of this person that person yeah I don't think it's I, I think there's a spark back in this team though that we've seen especially with DeVito, and like bringing the swag back into the team people are excited and people are really like kind of gelling together and I think that's what happens when you have kind of a new fresh thing come in um, because I know that the Giants have been so loyal and dedicated to Daniel Jones and to to keeping him healthy and to doing all of this and that but this kind of new spark has been good for them and it it's really undeniable and you know I I'm very interested to see how they play out with this.
2: Yeah, no 100% and the the teams that are one game ahead of the Giants. Giants 5 and 8. Bears are also 5 and 8, so <laughs> I wouldn't worry about them but there's also a path for them but really the 6 and 7 teams right now the final seven seed that exists right now is the Green Bay Packers, team that the Giants just beat. They're six and seven. The Rams, also six and seven, a team that the Giants will play. Yep. Uh, after that, the Seahawks are six and seven. That's a team the Giants played and lost horribly to. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of tough. And then also six and seven are the Falcons and Saints. The Saints are a team that the Giants are about to play. So you've already beaten the Packers. You have a chance to beat the Rams and the Saints. That is three out of the five teams that are one spot ahead of you that you can have mm-hmm. a tiebreaker against. Obviously, Seattle's that one team that you played and lost to. That's a tough look. But you look at Seattle's remaining schedule. They play the Eagles this week. I don't think anyone sees them winning that game. Mm-mm. They go at the Titans. They can probably win that. Um, and then they have the Steelers and the Cardinals. Oh, yeah, they could win those, actually. It's, uh, mm-hmm. Swit- yeah. th- but, hey, maybe they go up, uh, the Seahawks, and they take somebody else's spot. Minnesota's 7-6 and six right now. Maybe Minnesota loses a few games. Who knows, right? They, they, have, they just named a new starting quarterback. And Dobbs is like their emergency third stringer yeah. now. So things could fall apart for them. I'm just saying there's a number of different scenarios. All the Giants need to do now is the obvious, just win. Mm-hmm. Win against the Saints, and then all of a sudden Christmas Day becomes a really big deal. So that's the story with the Giants. That's the story with the Jets. Let's now hop into our, our picks for this week. We're going to do every game. We're going to spend a little bit more time on the games that are a little bit more exciting, but I do want to get everybody's pick for everybody's game. And we're going to start with Saturday. There's three games on Saturday, tomorrow, tomorrow. Uh, the 16th, mm-hmm. triple header on NFL Network, the first game, Vikings at Bengals. Bengals getting three points. They're the three-point favorite at home. Both teams 7-6, and six. both teams without their starting quarterbacks. They have been for some time. No Kirk Cousins, no Joe Burrow. Yet here they are, 7-6, and six, and the winner of this is in a much better playoff
0: position. So how does this one shape out? I like the Bengals in this one, and they're 2-0 and in the last two games with Jake Browning against the— I think it was the, the Bengals. The, the, the Bengals and the, the Jags. Colts. Oh, not the Bengals side. The Jaguars <laughs> and the Colts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the yeah, Jaguars and the Colts. So I mean, the Jaguars aren't a pushover team. The no. Colts have mm-hmm. a really good run game. I mean, we we know that the Bengals have weapons, and if Jake Browning's been able to win with those already, I, I could see the Bengals winning this one for sure. Mm.
1: I agree. I really like Jake Browning, and he's been a really good replacement for Joe Burrow for the past couple games. Um, and. He had just a great week last week, so it's hard for me to to go against them on this. I think, you know, while the Vikings have had their strengths in just, you know, being strong, um, defending the drive, I just think that what I've seen out of him as a quarterback so far has been, I think, a really good fill-in, and I I think just the offense will overwhelm them, and I'm really looking forward to see the Bengals kind of taking this one as well.
2: Yeah, I, I, do, I have to agree with you guys. I think the Bengals are the better team. Like you mentioned, Jake Browning's, he's turned out to be, yeah, he's, yeah. he's a serviceable guy. And I think the Bengals' rushing attack with Joe Mixon is, is certainly formidable. And they still have a wideout in Jamar Chase that's, you know, one of the top five guys in the league, you could argue, even top three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think with all that in mind, you got a Vikings team that's still kind of figuring things out. Yes, they're 7-6, and six, right? they have some good pieces, too. I see the Bengals winning this one. I think it could be close. It might be a three-point game, but the Bengals do get it done. That's the 1 o'clock game tomorrow, which is... Kind of weird to say, yeah. Tomorrow tomorrow's <laughs> football. Yep. Um, n- next up, we got Steelers-Colts. Another matchup of two seven, and 7-6 teams with playoff implications. This is Steelers going at the Colts. Colts are only a one-and-a-half-point favorite. No Jonathan Taylor for the Colts. Um, and the Steelers, no Kenny Pickett. That's obviously uh, he's gone, I believe, for the season or at least out for the next few games. This is another one where it's like you got two sort of uh, teams with the quarterbacks they didn't expect to. Colts lost Anthony Richardson a while ago. Steelers without Kenny Pickett, yet here these teams are at 7-6 and six each.
0: Yeah, it's crazy to see how many backups we have playing this season. <laughs> 16 starting quarterbacks wow. are injured right now. Uh-huh. That's a crazy stat. Uh, for this one, I'm definitely going to go with the Steelers. I'm just going to take the defense here. I especially don't like the Colts' sake that Jonathan Taylor's out. Mm. That's definitely their best player in the game. They need him. I think my, to my beat fantasy Steelers team needs, defense. A, needs
2: him, too. That's oh, gonna be a tough week for me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I am gonna go opposite on this one. I think I'm gonna go to the Colts mainly just because I think the offense for Pittsburgh has been really lackluster as of late, and um, they've been like held under 20 for four straight games. It's it's pretty. It's I think it's pretty rough. Um, and with the Colts' offensive problems as well, I just think that uh, the minimal offense that we're seeing out of Pittsburgh is a real like kind of glaring thing for me. That I I'm gonna go Colts on this one.
2: This is a tough one because the Steelers just lost two straight home yeah. games yeah. to the Cardinals and the Patriots. I could definitely see a
0: Steelers <laughs> seven ball now. Yeah. No, but at the same that.
2: time, like the Steelers, they are seven and six. They do have wins over some, you know, some good teams. They beat the Ravens earlier this year. I mean, people forget that. The Ravens are a lot of the people's Super Bowl favorites.
0: Yeah, so. the,
1: yeah the Steelers also historically are very good against the Colts. They're like, what, eight consecutive wins, I believe, or something mm. like that. Like, oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, I think yeah. they're like the, eight they consecutive wins. They own the Colts, like, I guess. They own the
2: Colts. <laughs> <sighs> I'll take the Colts to the home team i just I just feel like they're gonna win they they they've played more better football, i think more more together football, and Steelers gotta get blown out or it's like seventeen to sixteen yeah. kind yeah. of game yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so yeah i'll I'll go with the Colts in this game. It's a tough pick though, I mean because the Steelers after losing two like it's hard to see them losing three in a row i it's also easy to see it, but mm-hmm. it's like a team like the Steelers and a guy like Mike Tomlin who's never been right. below five hundred in his career as a coach Crazy. like he's gonna <laughs> respond they're gonna figure yeah. something out especially i mean after Steeler fans are one of the strongest fan bases in the NFL up there with the Cowboys, 49ers, oh, yeah. etc. Their fans are going to demand a lot out of the Colts, and I think there'll be a lot of Steeler fans in Indianapolis. That's a drive they can make, and Steelers fans travel really well as it is. Nonetheless, Colts they'll win this game. I'll say 17 to 16. Now the night game. This is the one I'm really looking forward to. 8:15 again. This is the NFL Network triple header: Broncos at Lions. Lions minus four and a half, but you got to remember the Lions, they've been sliding a little bit. They just lost to the Bears, and they had also lost to the Packers on Thanksgiving. They did beat the Saints uh, uh, two weeks ago. Denver has been surging, right? They had that awful start to the season, then they figured things out. What do
0: you guys think? I'm taking the Lions in this one. I mean, they're just they're just the better team. I couldn't believe they lost to the Bears last week. <laughs> Shocking. They do have these kind of weeks where Jared Goff plays a little sloppy, like we saw him play earlier in his career, and it, it turns out to them losing. I think they're going to have to run the ball a lot against the Broncos, though they have a really good pass defense. But I'm going to go Lions in this one because they're just a better team.
1: I would agree. I think like on the surface, I, I think the Lions do play much better football. I think they haven't as of late. I think it's been really poor football, uh, like turning uh, giveaways. They've had like 10 over the last four weeks um, and they've just they've just not looked as good. I just think, though, they have the potential to be a better team than the Broncos, even with what the Broncos have been doing. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is just kind of like fundamental. And I think the Lions just fundamentally are a little bit better.
2: Yeah, and this is interesting, right? We talked about the Lions losing these games. that you know, Everyone thought they were going to win, and you look at the Lions' last four games of this season, they're all against teams with winning records. And the mm-hmm. Lions at 9-4, and four, they're in a good position to make the playoffs, but two of those games are against the Vikings. That's a division rival, right? And you have the Broncos this week, and then you have the Cowboys on uh, the December 30th at the Cowboys, and that's going to be a tough game. Basically what I'm trying to say is they lost games they were supposed to win. Now they have to win games, not that they're supposed to lose, but that are going to be much tougher. With that being said, I will take them at home. I do think, like you said, they're the better team. Um, the Broncos, Magic. I don't. I'm not gonna say it's gonna run out, but it, the Broncos, if they're gonna make the playoffs, it's gotta be at like nine and eight. They're not. Yeah. Gonna, yeah. They're not gonna keep winning. No. And I do think that Detroit. This line is fair. I like it at four and a half. I think um, they're just the better team. You talk about uh, a guy in Jared Goff who's been known to bounce back after these tough games. Right. Each time they've had a tough game, he's come back and they've and they figured things out. So I, I do think. The Lions will get the job done and that'll do it for the Saturday slate. Moving ahead into Sunday, we'll start with uh we'll start with the Giants. I mean, we didn't give our picks yet. Giants going at the Saints, Saints minus five and a half. We already kinda laid out the story there, so
0: just give our picks. I don't know. This one's close. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's definitely gonna be a really close game. I think it's gonna come down to the wire. If I wasn't a Giants fan, I'd say the Saints. So I think I'm going to stick with the Saints. Okay,
1: <laughs> I kind of I, I agree with that as well. <laughs> I'll go I'll go Giants on this one just because I, I like the potential here more. But I think with the bias aside, that the Saints will probably win it. But I would like to see the Giants win this one.
2: I'll go Giants here. No bias at all. <laughs> no <laughs> nothing. Uh, no, but seriously, I would definitely take him plus five and a half. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. that's yeah. just asking. Uh, yeah. I mean, come on. Um. Uh, yeah, Giants twenty-one. Uh, no, Giants twenty-four. Saints twenty-one. That'll be the final score. There you go. All right. Next, we have a game. Um, let's do the Jets Dolphins actually because that's also at one o'clock. Dolphins are minus nine and a half. It's at Miami. I'll start with you again, Evan, just because you know the Jets. Can they? This Dolphins team maybe without Tyree Kill? I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> You're already shaking your head.
0: Tyree Kill definitely plays a huge factor. He's a lot. I mean, the Dolphins did not look good offense. against the Titans. Yeah. No, he's definitely. I think people think Tyreek Hill isn't as good as he is. Like He brings that offense to the level it is by himself almost, besides Mike McDaniel. Even with him out, though, the the Jets don't have a chance against this (laughs) high-powered offense. And the Dolphins are just, let alone their offense, a top-five team. Give me the Dolphins in this one.
1: I agree. I, I think the run game for the Dolphins is just so much better, and they still have a lot of potential to run the ball in this game versus the Jets, uh, and I think even with their their offense uh, injuries and everything there, I think th- th- this is still a very big Dolphins win in my book.
2: Yeah, the, I mean, we saw what happened on Black Friday at home when the uh, Jets threw the Hail Mary at the end of the first half, and the Dolphins took <laughs> yeah. it all the way back, yep. so <laughs> we might see something <laughs> like that again. And then the latest report with Tyreek Hill five hours ago uh, – Ankle, we won't, he didn't practice today, and he's slated to be questionable for Sunday's game against the Jets. Barry Jackson of the Miami Herald uh, reported that. So I hope he plays. He's on my fantasy team. I really, <laughs> I really need him. I'm in the playoffs. So, 1,500 like, yeah. receiving yards from him yeah. already. Yeah, season. He's it's basically insane. been carrying my team. Pretty so, much uh, 100 yeah. catches. <laughs> please, please come back yeah. Tyreek <laughs> Hill. Come on, man. Um, all right, next we have a game that was supposed to be Monday night but got flexed out, and this is the Chiefs-Patriots game. It's oh, now right. at 1 o'clock. Mm. That was the first time a Monday Night Football game's ever been flexed out of prime time, and that's how bad the Patriots <laughs> yeah. are. Imagine this game five years ago. This is the prime time of all prime time games, brady Mahomes, but not anymore. Patriots are at home with Kansas City an eight-point favorite. There is that report that came out about Belichick. He might be gone after this season. I'm not buying it, personally. I think it's all talk, but there is it is talk, and that is outside noise that could have an impact on this game, whether that be negative or positive. I don't really see this one being close. Maddie, I'll start with you this time.
1: Yeah, it's not close for me. I, I also agree when you bring up the Belichick thing. I think a, whenever news circulates, there's obviously an impact in the locker room and, and how people are perceived and everything. Um, I don't think that even comes close to factoring when you play the Chiefs. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to take the Chiefs on this one. They've just been um, so much better against these like lower-ranked teams, and they, I just think that they're going to kind of steamroll this one again, too.
0: Yeah, de- definitely the Chiefs. It's not a question. The Patriots are are uncompetitive compared to them, but I have seen the Chiefs play down to their opponent a lot, yes. so mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if going into half, let's say, this game is like 7-3 to three or something, and everyone's like, oh, turn it on, and then it blows out at, at in the second half, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs play down a little bit, but give me the Chiefs either way. This is actually, I would call this a
2: get-right game for the Chiefs. They've lost uh, two in a row first to the Packers and then to the Bills. And, of course, the end of that Bills game was controversial. I I wouldn't call it controversial, but to the the Chiefs it was. (laughs) Yeah, to the Chiefs, Mahomes was very upset. He didn't think he was offsides. Uh, Kadarius Tony, who was clearly offsides, he was lined up in front of the center. You can't do that. So uh, Mahomes like expressing his frustration. I've never seen that with a player going to the handshake. He's like, oh, you know – yeah, should have won, bro. Like it's like something, <laughs> yeah, it it's crazy. what is he supposed on, to say to that's what you? You see on the playground in middle school, yeah. it's like oh, <laughs> you got lucky. Like you're a professional, man. Yeah, like that was crazy. Hey, come on, <laughs> he's like, oh, what terrible call. Whatever he said in his Patrick Mahomes voice. So <laughs> can't do that, dude. Um, with that being said, yeah, I, I think that like I said, a get right game for the Chiefs. I think they'll win comfortably. Could be close at half. Belichick uh, always knows what he's doing on yeah. defense, but maybe not this year. I don't know. I'll take the Chiefs. I wouldn't take a minus eight though. I would say. Yeah, I would. I don't know. I wouldn't bet the spread on this game personally. I think the Chiefs will win comfortably, but not. I wouldn't be so comfortable in saying that they'll win by eight. You never know with the Patriots. They're at home, and there will there'll be a big crowd for this game. I mean, there always is for Patriots games, and the Chiefs always generates a you know big crowd. That's kind of become a rivalry. At least it was at the tail end of Brady's years, yeah. mm-hmm. um, in New England. So that's that. Continuing on in our one o'clock slate here, a lot of one o'clock games. We got Texans Titans. Don't need to spend too much time on this game. Uh Titans are four-point favorites at home. No CJ Stroud for the Texans. I don't think I can confirm that. Um, he's doubtful, so make of sure that yeah. what you will.
1: Mm-hmm. I think with this game, there's again not too much interest in my end on this one. But I think with the Texans' injuries, like they have to kind of win this game at this point. Um, I think it's just going to be a big game, and um, especially with everything going on with them, I think. Although I've seen potential out of the Titans I I just think that this is more of a win for the Texans like this is much more important for them and I think that's why they're going to take it
0: I this one's kind of a toss-up for me but I'm going to go with the Titans also because of the like you said the Texans injuries Tank Dell not playing Dalton Schultz not playing and I could kind of see that playing a big factor in the Jets game them not having those receivers Stroud having to take more time I think he was 0 for 5 going for an one uh, receiver that he doesn't usually throw to so Lack of chemistry. I'm gonna go with Titans on this one because of that. Yeah, I think the the Texans backup is it still Davis, Davis yes, Mills yeah, right? Davis yeah, Mills, Mills, Mills Mafia.
2: Oh yeah. I just I don't know. It's hard to see them winning, but at the same time, to Maddie's point, like they really need this game. Yeah. This is a team that's overperformed this year. Now has a chance to make a playoff yeah. push. Stroud will come back this year, I believe. I mean, it's. I think it's a concussion, yeah, right? Yeah, like some, week or two. I think so. I, I gotta confirm that report real quick. But what CJ Stroud has done for this Texans team this year has just been phenomenal. He's the best. He's proved himself yeah. to be the best rookie <clears throat> in the class. And yes, concussion. He's listed as doubtful for the game against the Titans. So he'll be back the following week. Yeah. Man, he was born in 2001. I was born in 2001. <laughs> <laughs> 2001 wow. Back. And this guy's in the NFL. Makes you think, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, right? I know. Oh, wow. It's That's crazy. Like, getting these guys are like yeah. your age yeah. or yeah. younger. You see it in the NBA because they go to the league a lot earlier. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Or, yeah. Like, Wemanyama was born in 2004. Ugh, that's like, insane. To Stop. Like, <laughs> that's crazy. Um, I think of like a sixth grader when I think of someone born in two thousand four, <laughs> yeah. yeah. but not anymore, I guess. So, um, I'll take the Titans, like I was saying before. Or actually, no, I was take I was to take the Texans. They need the game more. The I think Mills now has a week to take those first team reps. And yeah, mm-hmm. I know the Titans are of the home team, but this Texans they need this win. Mm-hmm. All right. Next is Bucks Packers. Bucks at the Packers. Green Bay minus three and a half. Both teams six and seven. This is a rematch of the NFC Championship game a few years ago when it was Brady versus Rodgers. It's not Brady versus Rodgers this year though. It's going to be Mayfield and Love. So that's why this game's at one o'clock. <laughs>
0: um, I'll start with you, Evan. What do you What do you think about this one? I think it's going to be. Cl- I think it's going to depend on how Jordan Love plays. Because we saw him play so poorly last week in comparison to the last two weeks, but I'm gonna go with the Bucks. I like their defense, and I really don't like the Packers' defense. Terrible against the run. Mm.
1: I would agree with that. I think that it's gonna be a really sloppy game. I, I really don't expect this to be very like uh, well played by either side. I think just the Bucks, like they have a lot of um, potential, especially on their offensive line as well. I think that yeah. they have a good high um, like pass block rate and everything like that against. Um, other teams um, and I think Mayfield could just make do something different here and upset the Packers um, especially after that Giants game I think that this is kind of a Buccaneers chance to really make it kind of bad for them.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah I mean that game really did break Green yeah. Bay's spirits and <laughs> yeah. I mentioned before I was sitting right behind their <laughs> whole PR I mean I, they were fr- because a team that was kind of like the Giants that's making a push toward the playoffs they were 500 going into yeah. Monday Night Football now they're you know a uh, game under 500 and to lose a game like that to the Giants, obviously, very frustrating. This game is really important for both teams. I mentioned playoffs for the Packers. Uh, the Bucks are also six and seven. The unique position the Bucks are in, and every team in the NFC South, is that you know a six and seven team right now leads that division. I think it's a three-way tie between the Saints, Falcons, and Bucks. So really, it could be eight and nine gets you into the playoffs. Yeah. Seven and ten, who knows? Either way, Bucks need to win this game. The Packers need to win this game. It's going to be a good game. I will go Bucks. I just, mm, I, I like what Mayfield's done. He hasn't been perfect, but he's been Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mike Evans, 1,000 yards again. People don't talk about it enough how great of a player he's been. It's insane. He's man. been in the league. I think this is his 10th season. Let me count. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. This is his 10th season. 1,000 yards
0: every single season. That's I, the first Ballot yeah. Hall of Famer right there. You look at the quarterback list, too, and it's like, oh my gosh, look at some of these names. Like Jameis Winston before the eye mm-hmm. surgery. Yep. Yeah, I think it was Baker. Josh McCown at one point. Yeah, maybe. Fitzmagic. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh. So, that's a testament to how great of a player
2: Mike Evans is. Yeah. And to that point, I think he'll make some big plays this week. And I think Rashad White's been great at the running back position yes. for the Bucks. Mm-hmm. And so you talk about the Packers, they can't stop the run. Yeah. Give me Tampa Bay all the way in that game. All right. This next game, I know it's your team, Maddie.
1: Oh, I don't care. <laughs> I wrote two words for this. I wrote, who cares?
2: Falcons, Panthers. <laughs> Falcons are three point favorites on the road. <laughs> Only three point favorites How? against the one and twelve Panthers. I guess the Panther faithful is going to show out and make this a tough atmosphere.
1: They're going to pound on the <laughs> seats and it's going to be crazy. No, it nobody cares. Yeah. It's going to be a Falcons. Win. I saw
2: on Twitter and uh, our producer Owen Kelty just said that tickets were going for forty five cents. I'm looking at it now. I'm seeing. I'm seeing. <laughs> I'm seeing eight dollars on StubHub right now. It's oh before gosh. fees, so it might end up being like fifty with fees. But it,
0: that's crazy. Yeah. That's cheaper than baseball. I know, yeah.
2: and I'm sure, and that's to sit up high, and now all of a <laughs> yeah. sudden you're like, oh, wait, I can probably sit down low for 50, 60 yeah. bucks now. Might it as well. Costs it costs more to get to the game than to yeah, actually be it's there. That's exactly <laughs> right, yeah. So I think we're all going to go with the Falcons. 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 <laughs> Hey, maybe the Panthers, you never know. You, know, you never know. you never know. You never know. If, if the if Panthers they're... do win, that's going to really shake things up for the Falcons. That's a bad loss yeah. for them. Mm-hmm. If this were college football, they'd be eliminated <laughs> from any sort of <laughs> low that quality. Lo- that loss on your yeah. resume that that ends the season right there. But um, in a in a division that's so tight with the uh, Bucks and the Saints, um, right? Because I you know I, I hope the Saints lose to the Giants, and um, you know if the Falcons lose to the Panthers, then all of a sudden the Bucks, if they beat the Packers, they have sole possession of first place. So mm-hmm. that's a scenario that could play out. Next, another game I don't want to talk about too much. However, the Bears do have a. They are 5 and 8, just like the Giants. Bears going at the Browns. Cleveland, a three point favorite, which really means it's a toss up, giving the home team just three points. Um, I'll go back to you for this one, Evan. You think the Bears have any shot, or are the Browns with Joe Flacco? are they going to really you know are the, is Joe Flacco really I like Black Attack Flack <laughs> attack Flack and attack. get it
0: done he's he's a definition of serviceable even at his old age but I would go Browns here anyway just cuz of that defense i mean a top top yeah. 10 defense that's here really good against pass and the run give me the defense when either offense is that good
1: I will go Browns as well, but I do want to say that I've been really impressed with um, Jalen Johnson, and I think that he has been very impressive for the Bears um, mm-hmm. and, and being a, just a great corner. Um, so I will say that I'm impressed with him, not impressed with the rest of the Bears. <laughs> Give me the Browns on that one as well.
2: That is a great point about Johnson. He's, he's definitely establishing himself as, as a good corner for them, and I think— you look at the Bears, they've actually won three out of their last four, so they've kind of climbed their way out of the cellar the same way the Giants have, and if the Bears want to make any sort of playoff push like the Giants, they definitely need to get this game, and I would actually, I'll give them a fighting chance absolutely in this game. Joe Flacco has been good, yeah, Mm -hmm. but we've also seen what he was with the Jets and what he's been (laughs) since he left the Ravens, right? I always think of Joe Flacco as, of course, the Super Bowl MVP. This guy has a heck of an arm. He's, you know, he's playing with um all these great weapons, like, you know, you have Ray, uh, not Ray, well, he did have Ray Rice, but Ray yeah. Lewis on defense. Like, yep. he had a lot of, you think of that 2013 Ravens team where, you know, they won the Super Bowl. Joe Flacco's not that same player. No. And I think all of a sudden, I'm not saying it'll be this week, but I think we will get a week where all of a sudden he looks like the 40-year-old or however old he is, 38, 37-year-old quarterback that he really is. So with that, I'm going to take the Bears. This mm-hmm. is a yeah. Nice. Take I, I have taken mostly the kind of the expected teams. Yeah. So let's go yeah. with the Bears. I think okay. I'm gonna ride with the Bears, even though that'll kind of hurt the Giants, you know, because that's another team they got to fight against to make the playoffs. I do think uh, the Bears can definitely get this one done, and maybe maybe Joe Flacco doesn't have a great game. <laughs> well, that will do it for the one o'clock slate. We got five more games to talk about. We have three in the late window: one Sunday night, one Monday night. We'll start with the 49ers going at the Cardinals. We seriously don't need to waste any time here. San Francisco a twelve point favorite on the road. Niners, right? Niners all yeah. the way? Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> All right. Don't waste time here. Now we have Commanders going at the Rams. This one could be a little interesting. Rams are six-and-a-half-point favorites. I think if you're a Giant fan, you do have to root for the Commanders because yeah. the Rams, again, one of those teams that's a game ahead of the Giants. So funny that you have to root for one of your division rivals, but this is a Commanders team that the Giants beat twice, so no, you're not worried about any tiebreaker scenario there. Also, the Commanders are only four and nine.
0: Um, I'm going to go with the Commanders here on the road with the upset. I don't know if you guys would say the nice. same though. I'm gonna go with the Rams. They just took the Ravens, like you said, one of the best teams in the league, Super Bowl favorites to O T. Yeah. Really good mm-hmm. game. When Stafford's on and he's on those receivers, yeah. it's they're they're not a bad team at all. Yeah. So I'm gonna go Rams in this
1: one. I'm gonna agree with that. I think while last game, while they lost, they showed a lot of promise in that game and then they showed that they can really compete against a team like the Ravens. And I, I just think the commanders are not to that level that they, I think, could compete with the Ravens in the same way. So I, I'm going to go the Rams on this one as well.
2: Yeah, it was nice to see Cooper Cup finally of get yeah. some action again, mm-hmm. especially he's been on my fantasy team. I, know I keep <laughs> talking about that, but I'm in the playoffs <laughs> now, so like this really does matter, and Cooper Cup had get me like five points every week. Me so too. Six it's points. so tough, points. and I drafted him early thinking, because he was hurt at the beginning of the year, I'm like, oh, he's my secret weapon just waiting yeah. on my bench. In the first couple of weeks, he was great, and yeah. then he kind of teetered off. But big week from Cup, Puka Nakua is still looking like, one of the best receivers in the NFL, which yeah. is a huge breakout year for him. I mean, the rookie, of course. So I think the Rams definitely are positioned well to win this game. But like I said, I'm going with the upset. I just have a feeling that the Commanders know that the Giants need them to win, and that's why they're going to win because <laughs> that totally makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, This the, the next couple of games, I would say or the next three games, but I'd say this game especially, probably the game of the week, and it is Fox's, America's Game of the Week, as a matter of fact. The Cowboys visiting the Bills. Bills are two and a half point favorites. Maddie, I'll start with you.
1: I, I'm i actually really excited for this game. I'm, I'm very excited to see like, how it goes. I think that the Bills probably want this game more than the Cowboys, but I think the Cowboys are definitely going to take this game, um, just because I think they are a better team, just well-rounded. Um, I think that you know, Dak Prescott has looked incredible. There's no denying that. And so, I think while the Bills will put up a very good fight because they seem like they want it more, I don't know if they will be able to actually put it in action more at the end of the day. And so, I I think they could they could surprise me, shock me, um, and just do what they did to the Dolphins this game. But I don't know if that's what we're gonna see. And so, I'm gonna go Cowboys to be safe on this one.
0: Yeah, I'm super excited for this game too. I love that the bills won last week cuz it makes this game a little bit better. I think I'm definitely going no question Cowboys if the Bills are 6 and 7, but they just beat the Chiefs, so mm-hmm. it throws in makes it a little bit more interesting. We know the Bills I'm going to go the Cowboys too. Definitely the safer route. I I just don't think the Bills defense has anything that could do that could stagger the Cowboys offense at all. The Cowboys defense at least good enough to get to Josh Allen here and there. I don't think the Bills defense is good enough to do anything out there.
2: Yeah. So what's hard to believe is the Bills are the eleven seed right now in the AFC, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. They're seven and six. Seven and six. But the Bengals are also seven and six. The Denver Broncos are seven and six. The Texans are seven and six. The Colts yeah. are seven and six. And the Steelers are seven and six. And the way the tiebreakers play out is right now Buffalo's the last team out of those seven and six teams. Wow. So yeah, they really need this win. And they're at home. And they of course they just beat the Chiefs. And this is also against um. You know, they, they call America's team, the Cowboys, and this is a team that has arguably the best fan base in the NFL going at arguably the hardest place to play in the NFL, Buffalo, one of the most passionate fan bases mm-hmm. to show up. It's cold. cold. And so what? actually what I'm most excited for is because, you, you know, it's always interesting to see which fan bases travel well, but the Buffalo home games are almost always Bill yeah. fans, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they they don't like selling their tickets, like they're very passionate Cowboy fans always find a way to get to every game, so I'm just interested how like how how many <laughs> Cowboy fans are going to yeah. be there, mm-hmm. how loud are they going to be, and are they really ready to go up to Buffalo? I mean, these are two teams that play in different conferences, so they don't see each other very often, and also two very good teams. Remember the Cowboys? They just beat the Eagles, I believe, right? Yep. And mm-hmm. with that win, they are now the number one seed in the NFC, which is or not the number one seed, the number one team uh, in the uh, in the NFC East. Uh, They're tied with the Niners with the best record in the NFC. However, the Niners have the tiebreaker over them. Basically, what I'm saying is right now that Dallas has kind of climbed out. They're always a little bit behind Philly. They beat Philly. Now they're above Philly. They don't want to lose this week. They don't want to lose because Philly, we're going to get to their game. They're playing Seattle. That's a game that everyone expects Philly to win. Mm -hmm. So Dallas, they just established this lead. You don't want to lose that. So you have Dallas fighting to maintain that lead and possibly get into that number one seed of San Francisco Slides. And you have Buffalo that's somehow the 11 seed, but with a win, could... (laughs) jump up like five or six spots if other things play out i'm taking the home team i'm taking the bills i just think that this is such a big game it's december football this is where a team like the bills really does thrive and i'm gonna take them in that game i know it's a long explanation but <laughs> bills win saturday night football ravens at jaguars ravens three and a half point favorites what do we got
1: you know i think i'm gonna go ravens on this one i i was kind of surprised um well that trevor lawrence even played like Oh, I know, but <laughs> I think, um that the Ravens just are so much just better, and i I think that Jacksonville has struggled like against a lot of different teams um i and I think that Lamar Jackson just could lead the Ravens stronger to this one, um I think just what I've seen out of the Jaguars is a lot of potential, but not a lot of action. And I think that that's kind of like where they ride this entire season. That's kind of where I felt them. Um, and he, and Trevor Lawrence played great for, for what it's worth, like played great. I just don't think he is up to the same caliber as like Lamar Jackson right now. And I think that's kind of the it factor for me when I, when I pick the Ravens on this one.
0: Yeah, I'm going Ravens too. They play such a, once we're up, you're done brand of football where they can run the ball so well and they play such good defense that once they're up in the game, it's really hard to come back. They're just going to eat away at that clock and keep the ball in Lamar's hands. So I'm going to go with the Ravens in this one for sure. Yeah, I love the
2: Ravens in this one. No need to, to dilly-dally. I think that they're just the better team and they'll get the, they'll get it done. One more game to get to here. Monday Night Football, Monday the 18th. We got Eagles at Seahawks, I kind of mentioned this game earlier. A game that I think everyone thinks the Eagles are going to win. Yet the Eagles only six and, uh, not not six. Seahawks are six and seven. The Eagles are three point favorites. So Seattle obviously a very hard place to play. Um, but you know Vegas is kind of disrespecting Philadelphia here. And this game was flexed into Monday Night Football, so it's supposed to be a good matchup. But the, you know the Eagles losing back to back weeks. Yes, to the two best teams in the NFC, but.
0: These games were not close. Yeah, that spread is super weird. It makes me think they know something we don't, because yep. they usually mm-hmm. do. They know uh-huh. more. So Kind of like that D- Texans-Jets game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It gives you a little... What's going on behind the scenes here? But mm. I mean, I have to take the Eagles, right? I don't yeah. see how you yeah. can say the Seahawks. It doesn't make much sense.
1: Yeah, I think I, I think it's just because of the the what's been going on with both teams. Where Seattle is just on just this really incredibly tough schedule, and then you watch Philadelphia take that big loss to the Cowboys. I, I think that's kind of where I think it's getting skewed wise. But I still think it's the Eagles' game to win. I, I don't think it's uh, too much of a competition for me on this front.
2: Yeah, you know, funny enough, if you're a Giants fan, I always got to give that perspective. You you want the Eagles to win, which is kind of a weird yeah. scenario mm-hmm. because the Seahawks, remember, one of the teams that's a game ahead of the Giants and a team that the Giants lost to. So if they, are, they do have the same record, Seahawks have the tiebreaker. So you want the Seahawks to lose and the Giants to win. And you also want the Eagles to win because you have this scenario that Hey, let's say you do win against the Saints. Hey, maybe you lose the Eagles on Christmas, but you beat the Rams, and all of a sudden you have the Eagles at home in Week 18. You want that game to mean nothing for Philly. So a win for Philly this week gets them closer to clinching whatever position they end up clinching, right? Because if that game in Week 18 means nothing, hey, they might rest their starters. Giants might have a shot. That's all I'm saying. That's the perspective on this game. That being said, I'm going to take the Eagles, of course, on the road. Another get-right game. I talked about the Chiefs having a get-right game against the Patriots this week on the road. Another similar sort of thing with the Eagles going on the road to Seattle. And that is it. That is our picks for this week on NFL Friday. A really awesome week of football that this is going to be. We already saw last night that it was kind of a (laughs) blowout. I don't know (laughs) if we'll see a game like that again. This is week 15. A lot of games. We got the three games on Saturday, full slate on Sunday and Monday. So for that being said, for Owen Kelty, Maddie Bumonte, uh, and Evan Harkin, I'm Bridge Gotham saying so long. Uh, Enjoy your weekend of football, and we'll see you next week right here on NFL Friday, a production of WFUV Sports.